Hi, Fashion Hotline. Hi, this Easter, I'm on the hunt. For eggs? For new styles my family can wear to brunch. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now, get a huge 50% off your entire purchase in store. Everything you need, like dresses, polos, and shorts, is 50% off. 50% off? You must be hiding something. Dresses start at just $12 for women, $10 for girls. But Easter's just three days away. Then hop to it. It's in stores only. Don't tell the Easter Bunny. Hurry in for 50% off your entire purchase in stores only. Now at Old Navy. Valid 14 to 420 in stores only. Excludes in-store clearance. Gift cards. Register lane items. Jewelry today only and two-day only deals. Did the monster match? The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match. From my love. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the third edition of the weekly... I can never say this right for the fucking life of me. The third edition <laughs> of our weekly editions of... You're fired. And it starts already. already. Oh, no. Have you been detecting a theme, folks? It's October. <laughs> we do this shit weekly. If you haven't been following along, we don't want you here. <laughs> but you have come to your favorite one-stop shop for horror news, true crime, and real-life ta- tales of the unexplained. <laughs> You're fired. I'm your host, the abominable fucking snowman of the north, because I am a chilly motherfucker, Matt Schaefer. And who is that that just said awe? <laughs> who is this irresistible creature with an insatiable love for the dead? Uh-huh. That's so accurate. Jolyn Living Dormady. dead Jolyn. Living dead Jolyn Dormady. How are just, you tonight? Oh, I'm, I'm fan-fucking-tastic. <laughs> and, oh shit, I made it this far. Or just reuse the one we did last week. Uh, whatever you do, don't feed them after midnight or get them wet. It's Gremlin Zima. Oh, that was better than last week. Yeah! <laughs> just See, just Rob got Zombie the, right off the bat. That's true. Graham got the reference. I'm getting it out of the way as quickly as possible. I'm not. Well, <laughs> Oh, shit, I already did it, actually. I quoted Living Dead Girl, or Jesus. whatever movie is quoted in Living Dead Girl. So. I can't take you anywhere. I live here. Oh, damn it, you're right. <laughs> so yeah, uh, third Saturday in October, you'll be listening to this. As always, check out the other groovy content that is released by Zima Podcasting Network. Uh, listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Spreaker, and preferably... what's No, I'm not okay. Like My Kudo is really talking back to me right now. It's always a show. I've always got like some something horrible happening on this show. It's either like, practically vomiting yeah. on the microphone or... Or just, heart attack. You know, it's it's you, you never know. You might not see Matt the next episode. At least he keeps us on our toes. Like true. we we don't it's know true. what to expect ever, but it's very true. It's still very yeah. concerning. Um, preferably, you're listening to this on the actual website. Follow us on Facebook and all that jazz for to get all that hot, creamy content in your face. Ooh, nice. uh, so innuendo. I'm into it. It wouldn't be Monsters at Midnight without me almost vomiting on the mic and some sort of innuendo. So True. bolt your windows, lock your doors, turn out the lights. Monsters at Mother Philip Midnight rides <laughs> again for the third time in October. We're going to start off with our resident ghoulette's favorite author, Stephen King, stepping Ooh. back into the limelight because... A new adaptation of his famous novel, Pet Cemetery, is being released in May of next year. I don't, I don't either. Um, I'll, I'll look that up real quick. Um, I took poor notes today, guys. Bear with us. 
Um, and I, as per usual, have taken no notes. So, Pet Cemetery 2019 is going to be released in April. April. I remember now because I watched the trailer. <laughs> yep, <laughs> a- April 5th, 2019. <laughs> directed by Kevin Cloche and Dennis Widmeyer, and of course, adapted by uh, screenplay adapted by Jeff B- Bueller, and based off the novel by Stephen King, which was already adapted into a movie in 1980-something. I I actually haven't seen the original Pet Cemetery. Um, I would like Ah. to, because the concept, if you aren't familiar, is basically uh, animals that are buried in this strange patch of land uh, return to life, but they aren't quite the same as when they were originally alive. This new adaptation is 89. It says it right fucking here. There you go. Um, this new edit- adaptation features Jason Clark, Amy Simetz, and John Lithgow in the cast. John Lithgow, that's the uh, the Judd Apatow character, right? Uh, he's the old man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Judd Apatow? Was that who that was, right? Judd... Or was I just being an idiot? Judd know. Apatow is a famous comedy producer Oh, that's not director. who I'm talking about. <clears throat> Judd Crandall? Is that it? That's the, I'm getting that's what his character is. Judd Hirsch. Is, Judd, <laughs> is it Judd Crandall? Crandall? Oh fuck me! I don't know. Right. I don't know. <laughs> who, who even Judd Apatow <laughs> is a direct director producer. This is why we need to take notes before Judd yeah. Apatow <laughs> is. Yeah, good Judd Apatow is like the Seth Rogen dude. Right? Seth Rogen. Whoops. No, no, that's... not who I'm thinking of. I'm talking about. Oh, so it's like Judd Judd Crandall is the character's name, right? Yes. Okay. Anyway, rhyming things. I got confused. Let's yes. just move on. Um, Let's pretend I'm not an idiot today. <laughs> the trailer. The trailer was released a few days ago. Um, we're here to weigh in on our thoughts on it. Again, I've never read the book. I've never seen the original Oof. movie. So it's looking like Jolan is going to be, as per usual, the true voice of reason on this show. So just we'll with s- a lot of opinions. Not we'll voice start, of reason. Just lots of opinions. It's voice of reason. Something like so that. We'll start with Jolan. Okay. Well, um, I, I'm i really excited for this new adaptation because I honestly didn't expect this one. And I, I feel like, you know, with, with Halloween, it's like, it's kind of the same thing with like Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Friday the 13th or uh, The Nightmare on Elm Street. That whole, those series, like you would expect them to make more movies of those. Um, but Pet Cemetery, I wasn't really expecting a, a new adaptation of that. So I'm kind of excited. I think it could be really fun. Um, it's kind of the same way I feel about Candyman. I think it'd be cool to have a new version of that too. So both of these I'm pumped about. And I love Stephen King. So, um, and Pet Cemetery, his book was really really good it was really fun to read and it was really creepy um and the original adaptation of it was pretty true to the book um and you know uh, it it definitely has some of its differences but all adaptations do um and this new uh rendition of it is gonna be a little bit different i can tell already but i think it might be in a good way like uh it might just be my own personal opinion. I, I guess I can't really tell bouncing this off of you guys if you haven't seen the original. But to me, this one looks a little bit more more like a horror movie than the original did. Like, mm. the original, to me, seemed more like it started out as almost a family film. And then it just turned into a really creepy horror movie that was, like, terrifying. And I liked that about the original. So, um, I don't know if it's a good thing that the adaptation is taking it more of a creepier way. Um, but maybe it, it is good because, like... Like I've said in the past, it's better to like have a new vibe to your film if you're going to be adapting something that's right, been made yeah. in the past. Um, 
but the the dude who's playing Judd Crandall, I'm assuming. Okay, I, um, let's just call him Judd Apatow from here on. <laughs> I'm still convinced it's Judd Hirsch. But Judd that's... Hirsch, because <laughs> um, he was in uh, Third Rock from the Sun, right? John Lithgow was yes. Yeah, he's uh, also Lord Farquaad. Yeah, I I love him. Yeah, and so I'm actually really excited to see him in this role. I think it'll be fun to see him in like a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, like the original kid Gage in um, the original Pet Cemetery was like fucking terrifying, mm-hmm. and I noticed in this trailer that the new Gage looks kind of similar to that kid. So I'm like, fuck, I hope it's really similar because that'd be that that kid did a damn good job, and it was so creepy and it was awesome. Nice. Um, also, like, I I don't remember how much they actually played up in the film adaptation of the book how the like pet cemetery itself was like surrounded by a bunch of ground that was like otherworldly and creepy and it wasn't just this one pet cemetery but that was like kind of a big plot point in the book was that like not just the pet cemetery was sort of changed but a lot of the area around this pet cemetery was but um in the trailer it almost seemed like they were kind of playing up that the the ground even leading up to the pet cemetery like when you are trying to find it um was creepy and and sort of off and mm-hmm. so if, if they play into that a little bit more i think that could be really fun it could be a little bit more true to the book um which might be a, a good thing mm-hmm. uh but yeah so i'm just i'm excited for a new stephen king movie in general and uh i think they're gonna do the original movie adaptation justice while still bringing a new vibe about it um again i don't know if i like that they're making it seem more like a horror movie right off the bat than the original was because I kind of liked that it like started as a family friendly film seemingly and then got into being horror because it was like even more unsettling. But so, yeah, that's my opinion. Those are my opinions. There we go. Graham, what are your thoughts on Pet Cemetery 2019? I've never seen the original Pet Cemetery, and then I don't really know much about it at all. So I was going into this completely blind. I just realized that this will be 30, uh, 30th anniversary for the original movie. If wow. the original came that's out nuts. in 89. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, I I haven't seen it. I knew it was a Stephen King property, but that's about all I knew. And uh, it looks pretty creepy. I'm not going to lie. Actually, I I thought the the atmosphere looks really unsettling. Um, The lead actor, Jason Clark, I really dig because he was in uh, Zero Dark Thirty and a few other films that I really enjoyed. So I'm glad to see that he's in this. John Lithgow, I'm such a fan of John Lithgow. Uh, have been for quite a few years so it's a, it's a pretty decent cast and i think the atmosphere looks really unsettling uh stephen king is is back in fashion again after it so yeah um and i, I was actually it's funny enough i was watching a video the other day uh from watch mojo that was listing out top 10 stephen king films that could use an adaptation following uh the success of it and pet cemetery was a, a top or i don't know if it was number one but it was like in the top four mm-hmm. on that list so hey uh, definitely makes sense that they're going to do it and, and give it an update, and I'm all for it. So I, I'm looking forward to it. I might have to rewatch the original before, but uh, I will for sure be in line to see this when it comes out. Yeah, um, I would also really like to see the original because um, uh, one of my well, this is kind of an unpopular opinion now, especially after since the uh, the content creator uh, their company. Went under a lot of uh, fire earlier in the year for a lot of allegations that came up about the CEO and the content creators. Um, Channel Awesome and Nostalgia Critic 
Nostalgia Critic has uh, famously poked fun at a lot of the Stephen King miniseries uh, traditionally for... I'm about to talk about some of those later, so okay. uh, you'll know my opinion. Well, uh, he, he's it's tra- he's made a tradition for each of like his uh, Halloweens to poke fun at at least a, a Stephen King movie or miniseries, but this year, uh, in all fairness, he put out a, a top 11 best Stephen King adaptations, and Pet Cemetery made the list. Yeah, and it was I, really good. I didn't know a whole lot about Pet Cemetery, other than, like, my former roommate really liked it, my current roommate Brian really likes it, and then I saw clips from it, and heard him talking about it, I'm like, that actually sounds like a really interesting story, and that's something I'd like to check out at some point. In terms of the new trailer... I think I agree with Graham a lot. I think the editing works really well, and it uh, keeps up an atmosphere that works really well. The The cadence of the little girl with the snare drum mm-hmm. uh, forms a really un, uh, uneasy pattern throughout the film, or well, that, throughout the trailer. That was part of... I, I want to say that was part of the book. I haven't read the book in about five years. Um, but I think that was... Part of what happens when you get kind of into the territory of the pet cemetery, like when you get into like the bewitched or whatever grounds, like the cursed grounds, um, you start hearing like drums or I don't quote me on that. something, Something similar to that where it's like even even the. The atmosphere was anyway, continue. No, that's that's fair. Um, I'm excited for the cast. Uh, again, going back to John Lithgow, I loved him in uh, uh, Blowout and Cliffhanger and uh, even like Shrek and uh, Footloose. He's a lot of fun in Footloose. <laughs> really um, I think there's a lot of potential. Uh, the market for creepy children is always going to be there. And uh, Stephen King also is... He's a master when it comes to fucking with the family unit, uh, whether it's it's there's some sort of actual imposing force upon them, be it uh, supernatural or what have you, or it's about alcoholism or uh, uh, unfaithfulness. Uh, I referenced that because I just saw Cujo a few weeks ago. Right, right. Um, Stephen King has always been a master at uh, deconstructing suburban life and i think this is going to be another uh excellent example of that i kind of agree with you um wondering if the tone of it is going to be too dark because that also can be while you bring up an excellent point of that it would be good to distinguish itself from the original especially since Mm -hmm. the original is such a cult classic and beloved uh movie by horror fans uh and the book as well of course um i I usually do second guess a movie when it takes itself too seriously, though, because we talked about this on the podcast. That was uh, one of the problems I had with Hereditary. It was right. it was so razor straight the entire time. There was no yeah. levity to it, and that's that can work, but like seldom it's not necessarily my taste. That's, I'm I'm hoping that with the new Pet Cemetery, they keep a little bit of the kitsch. You know? Yeah, because that was uh, also. Uh, not to pick on Hereditary anymore. An- another problem I had with uh, don't give me that look. <laughs> I liked Hereditary. I really liked Hereditary. Um, that was another problem I had with the Evil Dead reboot. Was oh yeah, it was so. I'm gonna talk about that. Later, so too. serious, really. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was so serious. 
or it's like the original is like, oh, we're just goofy college kids gonna go camp in the in the in the mountains. Yeah. And then in the Yule Dead reboot, they're like, we're bringing our drug addict friend out into the middle of nowhere so she can commit to not being a drug addict. I I get what you mean, but I'm also gonna yeah. I just. I I loved the reboot. Honestly. I like the reboot a lot too. And uh, well, I, like I, that was the same thing where it's like I liked the new vibe that they brought to the table instead of just keeping it the exact same thing as the original. Because I, I think if they tried to remake the original, everyone would be pissed. No, I agree completely. I but, just mean there was no levity to yeah, it. Yeah. And then when so when the horror starts, it's like, well, fuck. Now it's like really, oh my god. Which like again, I get what you mean. Trying to give it its own identity and right. But I got sidetracked. Um, I'm thumbs up on Pet Cemetery reboot. Looks pretty interesting and pretty creepy so far. Um, even just the the, the minutia of detail that they did to that cat that's been making the publicity yeah. photo rounds. It's like they didn't do anything wild with the cat, but they just made the cat look off, and mm-hmm. I think that's clever. Precisely it. That's clever filmmaking, and. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I will hopefully get a chance to see the original at some point. Chances are I probably won't read the book before the movie comes out. I'm just being... It's a pretty quick read. Really? I have it if you want to borrow it. Yeah. I will borrow it, but I make no promises because <laughs> I'm like the world's worst reader. Oh, no. I, I pick stuff up. I picked up Red Dragon like last summer and I still never finished it. Like, oh, I love Red Dragon. I know. Ugh. <laughs> I know. That's that's my thing. It's like I have all these <laughs> books that I want to read, but I'm just so bad at okay. committing to reading. Um, I'm bad at committing to a lot. I'm bad at committing to writing and finishing video games. It's not just reading that I'm bad at committing to. Matt's bad at commitment, guys. <laughs> that's <laughs> sorry. That's up for debate, Jolyn. <laughs> sorry. It's fine. So Stephen King's. Uh, New adaptation, although it's not his personal adaptation. The new adaptation of Stephen King's Pet Cemetery will be lumbering into theaters near you April 5th, 2019. Give it a look if you want, or don't. Rewatch Stranger Things if that's your thing. <laughs> you should see the new Pet Cemetery. That's my opinion. I've never seen Stranger Things, but I just know. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, feel like that's, that's my whole theory is the reason why the Stephen King renaissance happened was because of Stranger Things. I think it's the age of nostalgia that's really bringing it back. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what initiated Stranger Things in the first place. Which is, yeah, it's true. <laughs> and then uh, Stranger Things was so obviously an homage to, like, like uh, Stand By Me and yeah. uh, It and the, the Goonies and all those things. And that's why. But then it does come in cycles where things, like, every, every so 30 years become hip again. And But 30 years later, so it's about that time. It's actually almost 40 years since the 80s, so. Wow. That's so weird. Anyway. We're old. (laughs) It's not like either of us were born in the 80s, but. No. (laughs) Speaking of Stephen King, move on to our, god damn. Oh, this is. Are you okay? I'm fine. I'm going to introduce the topic. Maybe Matt did just come back from beyond the grave. (laughs) I'm going to introduce the topic and grab some antacids, (laughs) but. um, I'll talk forever, so just give it to me. That's cool. And I care about what. I, what you have to say <laughs> I'm, just, say I'm actually dying um, <laughs> spicy foods man I just I love them kind of but I can't do it um, what the fuck were we talking about oh if we bring up Pet cemetery. so our next topic of discussion is 
This isn't the first time that Stephen King has seen a remake, and this will not be the last time that Stephen King sees, sees a film adaptation. And I just wanted to open up the topic of discussion of what are some of our favorites. Some of them are really, really good, get immense amount of praise, like Shawshank and uh, The Green Mile and Misery. Some of them, not so much. Right. But um, doesn't matter. Uh, we're not listening to the critics. We're being our own free-thinking individuals, such as we are, and we're going to list our favorites. Uh some of our favorite Stephen King adaptations, or at least Jolene's going to start while I try and unkill myself. So <laughs> I'll be back. Okay. Well, uh, Matt mentioned Misery, which I also love because uh, I mean Kathy Bates just fucking killed it in that movie, and I mean it was a great movie anyway. Uh, so Misery was fantastic, uh, and I feel like it was one of the most close to the book of of Stephen King's adaptations because it was I mean it was very very close to the book and I loved it um and the book was so unsettling and so the movie of course was and they brought it about really really well um also of course I'm gonna talk about The Shining I'm sure I've talked about it before it's one of my favorite movies it like I'm gonna say even Kubrick's versions because even Kubrick's version because it's not really a uh it's not a very true adaptation to the Stephen King book because it's it, it extremely different it's so different um but it's a fantastic standalone film and it's absolutely amazing um also like i'll talk about the shining miniseries which i know not a lot of people were super into and not a lot of people saw um but i really liked the shining miniseries uh with the dude from wings uh i thought it was really (laughs) i thought it was really true to the is this what death looks like Um, (laughs) i tried to make my heartburn better by grabbing some tums and now i'm choking on them (laughs) jesus you were a piece of work i could keep talking want me to keep talking what have you mentioned so far uh i talked about misery because you had mentioned it because i love it i love kathy bates i also talked about shining and uh how i like the shining miniseries even though a lot of people didn't like the shining miniseries and a lot of people didn't see it is that as far as you got? Yeah, I got. I have right. more though. If you want me to keep yeah, going, just go for it, man. Okay. Uh, well, um, I guess what I'll say about the Shining miniseries that I really dug was that like they took the Wendy character and actually made her as <laughs> as a uh, badass as she was supposed to be in the book, and that was my biggest selling point. Also, Danny, I feel like did a lot more in the Shining miniseries than he did in the film, which was more accurate to the book, even though they did change some things in the miniseries. Uh, but anyway. Um, I'll also briefly talk about Stand By Me because, of course, that was amazing. Even though it was like a kind of an extension to the the book that like the body wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, there was more to it than the original. Was the body like a novella or a short story? I think it was a short story. Okay. Um, but I'm just gonna say that Keeper Sutherland in that movie was fucking hot, and he's that was, hot in the Lost Boys. Yeah, too. that was like enough. Of, he was hotter in Stand by Me, though. I'm like way so sold on Stand by Me just for that. I'm like I would watch that movie like a hundred million times just for Keeper Sutherland. So I'm uh, shallow anyway. Um, <laughs> also, <laughs> uh, Christine, I really liked Christine. Um, I thought that was a good adaptation because like I read the book a little bit before I saw the movie and I remember just thinking like this is fucking bonkers and this book really shouldn't work as well as it does but it fucking does and it's ridiculous. That's one I tried reading. I would like to try reading it again. It's so over the top and like absolutely ridiculous but Mm. I was super super into it. Um, Honestly I think like the only the only adaptation I can think of that I like didn't really because I liked Thinner too and I mean pretty much 
almost every single Stephen King adaptation that I've seen, I've really dug. The only one that I haven't seen, and I don't think I'll ever see, is Gerald's Game because I couldn't mm. even get through that book because that like it gave me nightmares. That like, one, I'm business. I'm very curious to see Gerald's Game because I've heard I've, it's done really really yeah, well. Yeah, so have I. But it's just it's too heavy of content for me, and I just can't do it. That's but. fair. Graham, do you have any favorite Stephen King adaptations? Stand by me. Yeah, it's my favorite movie. So Keep that, that, that is uh, that is my <laughs> prop. That's one hundred percent my favorite choice. I'm trying to think of any other ones. I mean, obviously, The Shining yeah. is fantastic. Really bummed. I like didn't go see that on thirty five millimeter on Saturday for whatever reason. I saw it on thirty five millimeter two three years ago. I, I think I saw it last year too. Yeah, I'm bummed that I didn't do it because it. I think it would have been a magnificent. I wanted to see Clockwork Orange on 35. Oh, oh man. God, I love a Clockwork Orange. Mm. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Is that a Stephen King one? No, that's no, 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 that's, that's Anthony Burgess. Okay. That book is amazing. That's my though. favorite book. Oh, my God. It's so good. Mm. Yeah. I uh, So The Shining is in there. Stand By Me is obviously my favorite. And then, oh, gosh. Gosh. I don't even. Hostile. Hostile. 100% hostile. <laughs> It's the only one that matters. <laughs> what else has he done? Like like adaptations. I might I'm just completely having a brain fart here. Uh well, I don't know what you've seen of his. Yeah, Did you I'm... see the new it? Have no, you I seen haven't. the old it? <laughs> no. I've not seen anything of related to it. So mm. Stephen King. Uh let me see what I've seen. I'll we talk. Have... Um, oh, the mist! I've seen the mist. Mm. Oh fuck! I forgot that he did the mist. I, d- I dig the mist. It's a, it's a, it's a. I thought the movie was kind of silly, but I actually do like the concept. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a pretty decent, pretty decent movie, pretty decent concept. Um, have not seen Cujo. Cujo is fun. Hell yeah! Oh, uh, Children of the Corn. Did he write that? Yeah, he wrote Children mm-hmm. of the Corn. Yeah, I, lo- I love Children of the Corn. Great movie. There we go. Um, Graham's a part of things. I was gonna say, I, I you, actually. I'm sorry. No, no, you're <laughs> right. Uh, Shawshank Redemption, yeah. great movie. Man, I have seen a lot more than I actually gave myself credit for. Well, it helps. Carrie see. remake 2013. <laughs> Chloe Grace Moretz. Oh my God, are you are you really for the fucking Carrie remake? No, I, I'm not. Okay. I've seen it. I, I'm not for it. I've not seen the original. Honestly, Carrie. like I loved the original Carrie. I thought that was amazing. Um, but. My, my my like biggest issue with the new Carrie was the fact that like Chloe Grace Moretz who's who the fuck is gonna go make fun of her in high school like she's gorgeous yeah. like nobody's just gonna like sure. pull her aside and be like pretty Neh. unrealistic yeah. yeah I'm just like no dude but like Sissy Spacek in the original Sissy Spacek I'm like Spacek is just such a strange looking well, well not like strange but she, she was just normal looks, enough looking yeah. where it's like that could be like the weird kid that grew up down the block you but know she also mean? looks like she's like. Possibly tormented. psycho. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, isn't John Travolta awful in that movie? Oh, he's oh my so god, fucking he is the bad. worst. I love John Travolta, but that role he's oh. so bad in god. that. Well, it's so like his funny. first film appearance or something like it was that, not and he's good. so bad in it. That's Oof. hilarious. Oh man, yeah. So yeah, my top would be Stand by Me, The Shining, uh, Shawshank, Children of the Corn. Probably my top four right there, mm. um, and then hoping to get around, hoping to get around to seeing uh, it at some point in time yeah. in the near it's future. It's worth it. No, uh-huh. I yeah, it looks uh-huh. great. It is uh, though. Oh, because yeah, it, shit, I told I, you. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> now I feel. 
I'm fired. Yeah. Don't do You're it. You're just fired. You're the You're only just... one holding us together. <laughs> You are the glue that holds together. You can stop while you're ahead. It's okay. (laughs) What? You can. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you said. You're saying words to me. Oh my god. Have I ever said a word to you? No. No. Um. I can't believe you posted. Go ahead. Um. What did you do? Oh, the you trying on the jacket before the podcast. Where'd you you post? If you haven't checked it out yet, go on to my Zima. Facebook, my Gramzima Facebook page. Is that a <laughs> grammatical sentence? No. Um, it's on my Facebook it page. It is a video. Yeah, Matt, it's just Matt, Matt put on my jacket. The fuck is it a video? God damn it. Man. He told you. Guess I'm sure I got it. you. I was, I wouldn't. Guess I'm he warned you. It. I ain't full of shit, man. <laughs> You're right. You're I right. tell it like I see it. Oh, God. Um, sorry. I almost called them spies. I, I work too much, apparently. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, I work at a spy-themed restaurant. I almost called all of you lovely people out there, you tender lumplings out there, spies. Um, those are great choices. I've never seen a single Stephen King movie. That's literally okay, a lie. I'm okay, for a second I was like, no, what? <laughs> but no, Why do you kidding. say I'm kidding? You're kidding. You saw Cujo at least. So oh, you just ad- you just me. admitted <laughs> no, you yeah, saw. I've seen seen every Stephen King. That's no, not true either. Um, I've seen a handful. Um, you guys, you, why did you post this video? You've, you've slain Joanne. <laughs> Sorry, it's so good. Um, it wasn't as funny when I was sitting down here. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's all right. Um, trying to think of, you guys, you guys like, the only other favorite, cause my, a lot of my favorites are ones that are already mentioned, uh. Uh, the Shining, even though it's a fuck awful adaptation of the book, I think it has its own idea and entity and works well. It's of course one of the most iconic horror movies ever made. Those tums are not helping at all. Um, we'll bear through this. Christine is another one of my favorites because I also like John Carpenter's direction and soundtrack on it, and the guy that plays uh, Arnie Arnie Cunningham uh, is. He starts off really. He he goes through a really interesting character arc, and he plays it off really, really well. The only guy I don't really like in that movie is his friend. Whoever plays his friend is just kind of a kind of a Joe Blow, average American dude. He's not very interesting. Um, and of course, you have Harry Dean Stanton in it, and he's only in it for like five minutes, and he's always great. And the the old dude that plays the wreck shop owner is fucking hilarious um stephen king loves his white trash and rednecks um misery misery is phenomenal both james conn and kathy bates knock it out of the park uh that scene that that fucking scene that uh, i's not even a spoiler at this point. The Hobbling? Scene, the scene where he, she hobbles him oh, is one of the most so gruesome scenes Kathy in any Bates. movie I've ever seen. But uh, the whole narrative is very brilliant, the way that Kathy Bates flip-flops between being uh, psychotic and super sweet. is yeah. very unnerving, and she definitely earned that Oscar that I don't even care about. But um, another one of my favorites that we didn't really mention is The Green Mile. Uh, oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. I really like the Green Mile. Um, at first, the supernatural aspect of it threw me off guard, but then I, I didn't really mind it so much because the characters in it were so compelling and the story built around it was so engaging. 
it's like a three hour, three plus hour long movie, but it doesn't feel like it. It's honestly paced really well. Oh, it's one of the one of the few movies where I just like sobbed like a bitch in. Mm-hmm. My God, that finale that they dance just like angels. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, uh, Sam Rockwell is super gross and creepy in mm-hmm. it. Tom Hanks is, well, Tom Hanks. But um, everyone's really, really good in it. Michael Clark Duncan, rest in peace. Uh, check out The Green Mile if you have an extra three and a half hours or whatever. But it's really worth it. And it's one of, uh, I mean, there is some, there is a lot of dark nature to it, but it's one of Stephen King's lighter stories yeah. per se. I say that, but it's actually it's kind, not of, it's, it's kind of, it's not a horror movie, but it's, it's not very happy. The more I think about it, in fact, it's incredibly unhappy most of the time. Lord. You surviving? No, <laughs> Lord, this is the last time I ordered Qdoba before a podcast. <laughs> Don't sponsor us, Qdoba. Bloody disgusting. I love you. <laughs> um, trying to think of it, uh, some other of my favorite Stephen King adaptations. Uh, I'm gonna suggest for a second. Have you guys ever seen Apt Pupil? I haven't even heard of that. Okay, I just recently found it on like a Stephen King collection. Um, I hadn't heard about it either. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Ian McKellen plays like an ex-Nazi, and this kid is like studying the Holocaust for school and decides mm. to uh, interview him. But the kid is like grotesquely into like Nazis and stuff, mm-hmm. so he's like super into it, and like he's like forcing Ian McKellen to relive the stuff that Ian McKellen is actually kind of ashamed about, right. as he rightfully should as an ex-Nazi. Mm-hmm. But um, it was really creepy and really unsettling because it's like the kid like even finds his old uniform and like forces him to put it on or like he finds wow. like an old uniform and for- forces him to put it on. And like then the kid realizes that like, oh, fuck, like making him relive all this stuff is like actually horrifying because this was a horrifying time. Um, Yikes. Yeah, it's super creepy. If anybody has has heard or has not heard apt people. Very interesting, very unsettling, and Ian McKellen is just a beautiful human being, so I love seeing mm-hmm. him and everything. Yeah. It's worth seeing. It's from, like, 1998, I think, okay. so worth it. I'd say it's worth it. I want to um, also shout out the uh, miniseries It. Yeah. Specifically the first. Tim Curry. Tim mm-hmm. Curry is great. I love Specifically him. the first half of the miniseries It, because the second half kind of sucks, like, a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, but adults those, aren't as good of actors. As no, are. they're awful, and that's when the story starts to make absolute no sense. To again, that's kind of how it works in the book. I I know too. that my sister uh, is an avid Stephen King fan, and she's read a lot. She's read The Stand too, which is another one of those books that's Super like long. three thousand pages long. Yeah, it's insane. Um, she has the same problem with The Stand too, where both books just like all of a sudden were like, "What the fuck were you doing?" Like, yeah. um. Uh, in Stephen King's case, there's a lot of cocaine. That's true. Anyway. That's true. That's when he also directed Maximum Overdrive, which I would love to see because Maximum Overdrive looks hilarious. Oh, it's great. It's um, so good. It's I would so, also, so good. Oh, my God. This isn't based off of one of his books, but he wrote the screenplay. I would love to see Sleepwalkers. Sleepwalkers looks hilarious. Which one is that? It's like about the these two alien cat people oh right the mom and the son and yeah kind of incestuous. The, yeah oh that are God, like entirely so incestuous it's, it's so so good but it's it so looks weird. it it's looks so fucking hilarious 
my one of my bays from Twin Peaks, Machin Amik, is the lead heroine in it. Um, it's it's gonna make you uncomfortable in like the best and worst ways. Oh no, I've seen clips from it, and like it's you like see it. it's great. Ugh. And there's also that famously a scene where like every famous horror director has a cameo in it. Right. Like I think Clive Barker and mm-hmm. uh, Toby Hooper and John Landis are in it, and Stephen King are in that scene too. It's so fun. Yeah, the movie looks fucking, like, dumb as hell, but it looks pretty great, and I would oh, love to see it, if only for Sweet Sweet Machen. <laughs> um, so I think that was a good a good sesh. Um, <laughs> check out Stephen King. Read his books. <laughs> read his movies. Or don't. <laughs> read his movies. You're an adult. You can make your own decisions, <laughs> but... Chances are, if you're a functioning human being, you've at least read or seen something by him. Because if not, what the fuck are you doing listening to this podcast? True. Just kidding. No. Everyone should. Great. <laughs> this both of these statements are true. We hate everyone, but love them simultaneously. <laughs> um, but it helps when Stephen King has written half the books in existence. So chances are, you have read. You may have even read something under one of his pen names. So you may have read something by Stephen King and not even realized it. It's true. Um, moving on to something completely different. Going back into and the now realm. for something completely different. Uh, now for something completely different. Moving back to the realms of trailers. Uh, there's a new horror war film coming out in early November, Ooh. produced by J.J. Abrams, who you may have heard of as being one of the most expensive fucking directors in Hollywood right now. <laughs> um, Produced by J.J. Abrams, but not directed by him. He's directed by some no-name that I'm already forgetting the name of. On the left, he's directed something like insanely popular, and we just don't know. Well, he doesn't have a Wikipedia page, so I oh. can't credit him if he has. Uh, okay. Julius Avery is directing a movie called Overlord. The basic premise of the film is... The plot follows... I'm reading this off Wikipedia, so I read it <laughs> verbatim, and that's why I was like, the basic premise is the plot follows several American soldiers who get stuck behind enemy lines after D-Day and discover secret Nazi experiments. Basically, yeah. if you see the trailer of the film, it looks like someone was like... was They had their Pentium processing PC in the early 90s, grew up playing Wolfenstein and Doom, mm-hmm. and were like... What if I made a movie that combined both of them? <laughs> and I think it looks fucking cool. I'm going to turn it over to Joel and see what she thinks of the upcoming film Overlord. I honestly, like, I've seen so many trailers for this, and it's just because, like, every, like, I think when I saw The Nun, there was a preview for this. I think when I saw, like, Hellfest. You went there, to see The Nun? I did, yeah. Did you like it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It was scary. Like I was scared. It was okay. like it was one of those movies where I was like covering my face half the time, like mm-hmm. a huge baby. Um, but it was also like, you know, in the in the grand scheme of things, I I don't want more horror movies like that to be made. I want other horror movies to be made, but I also right. want just all horror movies to be made. So I'm gonna support every horror movie that ever comes out. You know, I just want everybody to make all the movies. I don't know. All right. But it, it, see it. You know, form your own opinion about the nun. It it wasn't bad. It was definitely scary, and uh, that's that's it. That's all I'm gonna say. Anyway, but in terms of over overlord or overlords, overlord singular. Oh, okay, overlord. Um, should also mention first that it was initially rumored that this would be another installment in the Cloverfield universe. I can see it, that. but J.J. Uh, J. Abrams has denied these rumors. 
until the, I was talking about this before we started recording until the day it's released and they reveal that it's actually going to be called Cloverlord. But. <laughs> um, it looks fun. It looks like a really fun mm-hmm. movie, I think. Because like you said, it, it does. I mean, it looks like it's based off of, vid- of a video game and it almost reminds me of like... Uh, like Hellboy, kind of. In yeah, that like that and kind those, of style. Yeah, that those, comic booky kind of style. Yeah, and like, those were fun movies. You mm-hmm. know, it's not like I don't, I don't think it's gonna like change the ball game of, in terms of movie making. But I think it's gonna be one of those movies that a lot of people see, and a lot of people are gonna be like, you know what, that was really fun to watch, and I don't care. Right. You know? Yeah. So I think I'll, I'm probably gonna be in that boat where I'm just gonna be like, dude, this is great. I fucking love this movie. Look at all this ridiculous shit that's happening. You right. Know? Yeah. So I, I'm into it. I think I'll like it, and I think people should see it it looks like it's gonna be fun yeah graham do you have any opinions on overlord looks fun that's about it i don't know looks like a fun jj abrams movie looks a little bit out of his element but still has like the roots of what he essentially does i think it'll be a good time i think it'll be a good time i'm I'm looking forward to it i've been seeing it pop up on a bunch of random youtube ads so glad i finally sat down and watched it in its entirety it's like a good time. I don't know. They have a really good person in terms of like advertisement, so that's good. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, yeah, I just saw the fir- a first trailer for it like a couple days ago, and now I keep seeing trailers for it every time I watch a YouTube video, and it's like, wow. Um, but yeah, I, I <laughs> it's like, wow, is that why you laughed? Um, I agree that uh, it looks like a ton of fun. And again, going off the fact that I'm a huge fan of Wolfenstein and Doom, I also kind of like, uh, I like this whole idea of like, it's not necessarily steampunk, but this whole idea of like, historical fiction appeals to me. This whole idea of like Nazi experiments that are like, creating monsters it kind of reminds me of uh rob zombie's werewolf woman of yeah the yeah and i love Which, that <laughs> i always wish that he would turn that into like a full length yeah, i film. wish he would make so that rob movie. zombie come on our podcast and also make werewolf woman of the ss yes <laughs> and now we've come full circle um <laughs> no it's uh i like the whole idea because that was like a big that was a big plot in like like what we, you said, because Werewolf Women of the SS, the trailer was featured in the Grindhouse double right. feature, um, a fake trailer for a movie that doesn't exist. Um, but there were a lot of movies that existed like that in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, especially mm-hmm. post-World War Two in general, where everyone was reeling from World War Two, and then they were casting their fear of Vietnam onto film, but setting it in a different time when we were afraid. So it wasn't that close. Mm-hmm. There were, uh, there were exploitation movies made like this all about, uh, experiments that the Nazis were doing. And it's, it's a plot of like, a an old school science fiction movie of the mad scientists and stuff like that. So I'm all for it. Like, and if, if, she Nazi SS dominatrix women show up, it'll just make this experience even better. I don't know if it'll happen because that might it. be that might be in poor taste, but um I think it looks like a ton of fun. Being like I said, being a big fan of Doom and Wolfenstein, that's immediately what I'm thinking of, and that's got me jazzed. So Woo. check out Overlord comes out November something, early November of this year. So uh. I didn't, I didn't take a note on that. I, I didn't, didn't either. I want to say it's November 5th. Probably right. 
I didn't take a note on it, but you're probably right. November 9th. God damn it. November 9th. Oh, that's not so bad. Okay. You're close. But um, I should also mention it must have pre-screened somewhere because they're advertising it's sitting at a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Wow. Which doesn't mean a whole lot. It could always drop, or the the 93% of positive ratings could have been like, it's the best movie ever. (laughs) I think it will be. Um, It's a... One that snuck up on me, a horror movie that snuck up on me, and I'm actually kind of stoked for. So, especially after I'll be having the post October blues, it'll be nice to have something that I can. Yeah, go we'll to need see. something. So, speaking of, Halloween comes out on Friday, and I am Woo! I'm stoked yeah! as fuck. I'm so stoked. I'm so excited. <laughs> Graham's not happy, but Graham's never happy. I'm not happy about anything. It's true. <laughs> so, um. Moving on, a uh, broad topic of horror movies, because uh, in case you haven't figured it out, we all kind of like horror movies on this podcast. A little bit. A little bit. Um, something I don't think we've talked about in the past. I could be wrong. We've done like 30 of these, so I, <laughs> I can never keep... It's like 21, but close enough. I round it up, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying 30 until we've actually done 30. And then, then he's going to say 50. Then you can't correct me. He's going to still say 30, even we're at, like, episode 100. <laughs> like, probably about 30, something like that. I hope we make it to 100. Me and my cane. <laughs> <laughs> um, something I don't think we've talked about, but we have kind of brie- briefly mentioned in part uh, in part with our some of our favorite horror movies is, what are some of our uh, favorite scary movie scenes, the scariest movie scenes that we've seen? Ugh, that sentence sucked. Um <laughs> th- and, like, this could be anything that was, like, something that shocked us when we were a kid, uh, something that just resonated with us because we are an adult, or anything, really. And I want whatever comes to your mind. It doesn't need to be, like, what Empire or Bravo is telling you is the scariest movie scene of all time, because you are a free-thinking individual, <laughs> and you should be able to think freely, individually and freely. Say something, motherfucker. I dare you. Well, according to Bravo, <laughs> number one. <laughs> number one is the shower scene yeah. from Psycho. I guarantee it. Probably is. Or it's the boy so getting eaten in Jaws. Oh, dude, Jaws is like, it's creepy. You know? I mean, I it is, but it's like. Jaws, it's, but it's like, a different kind of creepy. Yeah. Jaws is really good about being scary, though, I think. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I have nothing against Jaws. I'm just saying that Bravo's basic bitch, and I want. What do you have against Jaws, Matt? I hate it, and it's <laughs> the worst movie ever made. And Steven Spielberg can suck my teat. Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't mean any of that. I was so outraged for a second because I just I thought you were being no, candid. Jaws is and I was great, like, no. and I love Steven Spielberg. Raiders of the Lost Ark is in my top twenty favorite movies. Yeah, but Jaws, Jaws is so good. And Jaws is great. Yeah, okay. Raiders of the Lost Ark is infinitely better. That's wrong. Shit. I was going to throw it at Graham earlier, and then I... Anyway, I'm sorry. I guess I just pissed her off more, so... I'm the I'm the victor. You can't see oh that. God. You win nothing. <laughs> you lose! Good the, day, sir! I might crumple up another piece of paper and then throw it at you later. Let's see. Good. <laughs> I want that to happen. Jolyn, what are some of your... 
What? She's doing it in. She's actually doing something that the audience can hear. Anyway, what? <laughs> what are some of your favorite scariest movies? I can finally say that actually makes for good radio. <laughs> Cue the laugh track. Oh my god. Fuck, we don't have a laugh track. Okay. Uh, anyway, I'm gonna keep talking because it's what I'm best at. Um. <laughs> I didn't write this down, but because you said like when we were kids, like what scared us the most. One of the things that uh, if you want to talk about it. Oh, I'm not that scarred from it. This is a safe space. I appreciate it. But when I was younger, I like wouldn't watch scary movies. And it was because of one movie in particular. It was Ghost Ship. I don't know. Have you seen it? No, but I've seen that scene. Yeah. The the beginning one with the razor wire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. It fucking scarred me. Um, But it's like. (laughs) (laughs) But um, But, I'll act as a soundboard from now on. (laughs) For anybody who hasn't seen Ghost Ship. um, There's like the beginning scene is like a party on a yacht. And um, somebody rigs a razor wire to chop everybody on that boat right the fuck up. And it's terrifying. And then later on, like, people go explore. Like, I don't really remember because I haven't watched it since because it terrified me. But um, later on, like, people go and, like, explore this ship. And it's like a ghost ship. And there was a scene later on that also fucking screwed with me so hard. And it was when, like two dudes in the the group of people trying to like explore this ship they go into uh like a food ration area like a fucking pantry or whatever and they start eating beans and then suddenly it just turns to maggots and it's like maggots in their mouth and shit and i was so done and i'm Grant's just so afraid he's falling it's, asleep it, it's the <laughs> and the, God, it's the it. worst but but yeah so that movie um step one also, uh, do you want me to list all the ones that I have listed here? I mean, I'm not going to list all of them, but I just mean, do you want me to say my bit? <laughs> do you want me to list all the ones I have here? Not all of them, but, <laughs> just, but sh- should I? I just mean, should I stop talking in one fell swoop? Or you do you want to talk for as long as you want, Jolyn? Don't tell me that. We won't finish for like three hours. Jolyn, talk. Okay. <laughs> um, God r- sakes, talk. Graham, Graham can relate to this in the Sinister. Oh, it's the only movie I've ever seen. <laughs> that scene where they figure out that their like son is having night terrors in the new house and they catch him in that box and he's like flipped upside down and screaming i fucking lost my shit my dad was was really scared of that scene oh my god lawnmower scene oh my god i know like all those music all all those whole movies were just like i think the, the the most scary one for me was still the one in the car the, oh my god, the, I know. When you get set, the set one with fire. the soundtrack yeah. that we always... Yeah, yeah, it's so creepy. Oh, it's so, so creepy. That's a good... We mentioned this on the podcast last week. Uh, check it out if you want to build your perfect horror movie playlist. Um, <laughs> the soundtrack for Sinister is more like a soundscape than it is like a score. You want to yeah. creep yourself out? Go out in the middle of nowhere and just listen to that song. Yeah, yeah you lose your shit. Up. You'll come back insane. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I'll keep going. No. Um, okay, <laughs> so uh, I'm just going to nix Hereditary. I was going to talk about Hereditary, but they have like a lot of fucking creepy parts in Hereditary. But Jolene has told me that I hate Hereditary, so... I didn't say that. You gave me a look. I, I did. I gave you a look. You me, and I mean that look. Your look says many more words than your mouth can. <laughs> but Boof. a lot of... <laughs> um okay uh so let's move on to another movie that i think i'll be chastised a little bit for in the evil dead reboot um when she has to, like being chastised oh i don't know because you were talking shit about it a little bit earlier i did wasn't you were talking shit i was just saying it was really serious a little bit okay all right 
Um, but when she has to like break her arm off in the yeah, like, under no. the car, I yeah. like that was one of those There's scenes where I had to like of, cover yeah. my eyes. <laughs> I I'm a big baby when I see horror movies for the first time. Like I have to like cover my face half the time. Hereditary was one of those movies. Like when uh, well, you mentioned I mentioned this to you when you were getting me fucked up at the bar. <laughs> um, when you what was it? Cursed that Wes Craven movie you yeah, put on? Yeah, I mentioned this to Jolene. My my deep un, like irrational fear. Is to have like a part of my body removed while I'm like still awake. Yeah, it's like, so gross and weird. So Ugh. like anytime like a hand is lost or yeah, anything where they're like still living and like realizing like I haven't seen this movie, but the Piranha remake, I've seen a gift from it where these two mm-hmm. guys are carrying a girl by her like arms and legs, and the girl literally splits in half Eesh. and is like still Yuck. screaming. Yuck. And I was like, that's like fucking really fucking with me to like see and visualize that like half of your body is missing graham is having none of this graham looks so bored by this no i'm just i'm trying to i'm imagining this as you're saying he's trying not to vomit just Just google like piranha 3d i'm good i don't need (laughs) to see this at all but no that's that's like i so i agree with you there's a a lot of good shit in the Evil Dead reboot, and yeah, the loss of limb is one of them. Well, where... and like with the fucking electric uh, meat carver that oh, she just yeah. takes her. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't mean to scar you. Uh, no, it's... I already, I've seen it. It's, and still it's gross. like, well, and then of course, like when they find her, and she's like, I feel much better now, and oh, like her so arm weird. just falls off at the bone, and it's like. <laughs> so okay um i didn't write this one down but i was i was trying to watch dread i kind of brought it up briefly in the last podcast that yeah we... the good judge dread movie <laughs> no <laughs> no <laughs> but the one that's based off of the clive barker thing mm-hmm. um and it's like so judge dread oh my god is... anyway the law. Um, so it's like a study on fear that this film student does but the guy who suggests it to him gets like really carried away with it so like after they do the interviews the guy whose like idea it was just starts kind of torturing these people with their greatest fears and one of the dude's fears in this movie is going deaf and it's like really heartbreaking why like he's afraid of that because mm-hmm. i mean that's fucking heartbreaking anyway mm-hmm. um but there's a scene where first like this insane dude knocks him out and then when the guy wakes up his like (coughs) his ears are like plugged so he's already scared you know and then you know he's already like hey dude can you just like remove this stuff i get it i'm really scared i get it takes it off but then the guy takes like a gun with blanks and like shoots it right next to the dude's ears when he yeah and it's just it is so upsetting i cried in the bar when i played that scene in that movie because that it's so fucked up that movie is just like so many levels of fucked up and it's just like yeah no it's it's bad like it's it's emotionally jarring and not good it doesn't feel good to watch but also in terms of like what scares you that movie is also really really good because it's like it's gonna scare the fucking shit out of you um, but back to more better things that aren't going to make you want to cry because I'm not going to cry today. No promises. <laughs> um, Silence of the Lambs, the night vision scene. That's oh, fucking yeah. scary. Yeah. That's really unsettling. That's, that's, oh God, my sister, sh- it's always funny watching horror movies with my sister because I'm a much bigger baby than my sister is. Aww. My sister actually saw the Silence of the Lambs before me and she wanted me to see it. So I watched her with it. Watched it with her. <laughs> Ugh, no, watched it with her, and she was like, she, she was like, "This is really good, and I want you to see it." And that whole night vision scene, I it's was like, so "What is happening? Make it stop!" And she's like, "Dude, just it's fine. Just calm down." Same. Oh, and I'll I'll mention this later, but you can keep going. Okay. Um, 
Well, also in just terms of suspense, death proof, the scene when Zoe Bell is like riding the car um, and like stuntman Mike like actually like starts hitting the car because mm-hmm. Zoe Bell, the stunt woman, is actually riding the hood of the car in that scene and she's actually like gripping it. So when a stunt car is bumping into that car, that's real. Like she's actually like clinging on kind of for de- dear sure. life and it's horrifying and it's so fun and but mostly horrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, All let's for a movie that isn't that good. Oh, you up. shut your goddamn mouth. Get out. You're fired. You're I'm a broken record. <laughs> when to talk. Yeah, well, shut up. Um, okay, also, if anybody's seen The Right, Anthony Hopkins just being possessed. That's it. That's, oh, yeah. That's I remember, that movie exists. Yeah, it's fucking creepy. Pops Anthony, up on Netflix every so I often. I fucking love that movie. And Anthony Hopkins is like a possessed priest. Huh. I mean, that's kind of a spoiler, so sorry, guys. But... <laughs> So scary. <laughs> so I mean, that's movie. That movie's been around for like fucking ten, not ten years, but like at least five. Thirty. <laughs> but uh, I think that's pretty much it. Otherwise, like all I, all I had down was well, I guess as above, so below. Um, I had never seen that. No, one of my high school friends was adamant that we saw it though because we went to France and I uh, really like it. Yeah. Uh, it's like a bit in the catacombs, and they're trying to find. Um, I have not seen it. It's like an alchemist thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, they're trying to find the Philosopher's Stone. And interesting. It, and so it's, it is interesting, but it's also Harry like... Harry Potter. <laughs> it's also kind of that. Um, but they end up encountering like all of their own personal hells, and mm. it's really creepy. Um, so I, I had that written down. But because nobody's seen that movie, I'm not going to talk about it too much. But you should see that movie because it's really creepy, and that's what I have to say, and now I'm done. All right. <laughs> Gremlin, number one. Oh, speaking of broken records, <laughs> the children scene from Blair Witch Project where they're outside of the tent. Oh, yeah. The crying There's kids. A lot of good scenes in that movie. That'd be probably number one if I had to pick out of that movie like the scariest moment. Number two. God, hostile. Speaking of, yeah, the fucking Achilles heel oh, scene. Fuck, man. Oh fuck! So, like, and just like Sorry. the dude is such a good actor. Like you believe all his like cries and stuff. Like he, he, people don't don't take into consideration like some when someone's inflicted with pain in a horror film, if they can really sell it, it adds like a whole other layer to the movie. Um, so that's a great scene, but really disturbing because I can't imagine having someone snap your Achilles tendon. Like how painful that would be and like you feel it in that scene like just the snap with the sound oh, it's terrible hated that scene um, yeah, he's just thinking about it <laughs> yeah i've never seen the movie i think that's the Kodoba biting back at you again that's yeah, true it's uh, definitely the Kodoba. <laughs> here retching and it's definitely not yeah. because of the subject matter <laughs> um it's the pineapple uh salsa i'm not gonna lie um God, I'm trying to think. Every every moment that involves Norman Bates and Psycho, yeah, <laughs> just so I he just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Like he's just a creepy dude. I am um, one of my favorite movies. That movie is I think utterly the s- scariest scene for me. And this is a spoiler, but uh, if the right, it can be spoiled because it's old. Psycho can be spoiled because it's fucking old. Uh, the scariest scene for me is when. Uh, I can't think of her name. It's not Janet Lee. It's her sister. Her character's sister right. finds 
Norman Bates's mother's oh, corpse yeah. in the basement, oh. and then Norman comes down in full garb, just screaming. That was like because I had seen the shower scene before. I had seen Psycho all the way through, and I was like, "Yeah, that's creepy." But then I, when I first saw Psycho, and like I was like, I don't, ugh, "I don't like <laughs> that at all." Um. Malachi from Children of the Corn always oh, unsettled yeah. the fuck out of me. Ugh. That whole concept in general is just creepy. The kid that plays Isaac is incredible. He wasn't yeah. a kid though. Yeah, he's like he was like twenty seven when he played Isaac. Yeah, yeah. Maybe people that's don't what even. Makes it worse. People don't even realize that he's he's got one of those uh, conditions where he like looks and sounds super young. Yeah, yeah, something like that. What else was there? Was another one on that list that I'm trying to think of, dude? Honestly, as a kid, what what is so funny? I don't know. I don't know. The last scene, and I don't like the movie now, like looking back on it. But the last scene in Paranormal Activity fucked me up the first time. Oh yeah, like when I was in like seventh grade and watched it. She just yeah, she gets dragged down the stairs, and he goes to like help her, and then he gets killed, and you just hear like this like. Her voice turns into this very low demon, like growling voice. Like it's, it's a little chilling because you don't see it actually on screen. That's one of the bits you just don't aren't able to see. It just you paint it all in your head, which, as we all know as horror fans, is way more creepy. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that that would be if you were to ask sixth grade Graham or seventh grade. I don't remember exactly when I first saw Paranormal Activity, but if you were to ask middle school Graham. One of his most unsettling scenes. It would definitely be from Paranormal Activity, but looking back, it doesn't do the same for me. Um, yeah, that's about it. Nice, pretty short list. Um, I was uh, thinking up a few of mine. The first one that comes to my mind, uh, because this is the first movie. I mean, there had been moments in movies that have, like freaked me out when I was a kid. I mean, everyone's got like Willy Wonka's Nightmare Train always scares or uh, uh, the, boat, the boat yeah. always never scared, scared oh, yeah. me as a kid. Really? I'm not even gonna lie; I've been really yeah. surprised to hear a lot of people that have been scared by that. It did it did nothing for me, but anyway, there is a movie called The Ghost of Mr. Chicken. It's a Don. Don oh my Knotts god! Movie. Yeah, you've seen it. Yeah, of course you've seen it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, but The Ghost of Mr. Chicken scared me when I was a kid. Um, I'm sure I'd find it incredibly stupid now. It's goofy. Yeah. um, But the first movie that, and I think I mentioned this on the show before. (laughs) Excuse me, folks. The first movie that abjectly scared me that was like a balls-to-the-wall horror movie was Night of the Living Dead. And I think still to this day, the scariest scene in that movie is when Karen turns into a zombie and murders her mother with the garden trowel. Oh, yeah. Because the effects, they like, they like loop the mother's scream through different echoey effects. Yeesh. And it, oh, it just lingered with me. Then when I first saw that movie, it was projected on a bedsheet in the backyard of a Halloween party that my family had gone to. And I just went out there because I saw they were showing this black and white movie, re- slowly realizing that it was probably Night of the Living Dead because they were talking about, well, the dead coming back to life. And I was like, ah, it's in black and white. This would be no big thing. And by the end of it, I was I don't think I slept right for like a week after Aww. seeing that movie. Um, it's like one of my favorite movies now. Um, trying to think. There were some... Uh, I had I had quite a few that really scared me, but now they're all just gone. 
Um, yeah, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> the there's a uh, a great movie called The House of the Devil. Um, oh, I love House of yeah, the Devil. That more people should see because it's honestly phenomenal. Um, there's a couple of great elements in that movie where nothing happens, but just the pure suspense makes it really unnerving. Like there's a scene in the movie, it takes place in the early eighties. So there's a scene in the movie where, uh, the lead girl is cleaning the house to one thing leads to another by the fix, which is like one of my favorite songs and something grabs her attention and the music stops and she's just slowly looking around the house that alone got me on the edge of my seat, but the whole final, like, mild spoiler ritual aspect of the movie Cause it was, threw me the fuck was deeply loop. unsettling, incredibly unsettling, and that makes the final shot, the final, like, closing scene of the movie all the more haunting. Hell yeah. Um, I need to rewatch that movie. That's a fucking good-ass movie. Um, oh, another big one, because uh, I was talking about movies I saw with my sister where she was like, dude, calm the fuck down. <laughs> uh, it follows the scene where the the like seven foot tall dude emerges oh God, from the shadows. And especially cause it's like so simple. Like yeah. it's, just, it's just like a second. It's not and, like, like that they didn't jumpy, do anything. They just like painted his eyes it dark. It so, looks, so it looks like his eyes are clawed out. Cause the, the, if you don't have, if you haven't seen it follows, it follows is basically, I've not seen it. You have seen it. I know you watched it with me. Sure. I showed you it. Um, if you've not seen it follows the concept of the movie is, a stalker, there is a stalker that can look like anyone, either anyone at all, someone you know, someone you don't, that will follow you. It is transmitted <laughs> by sex. I'm not laughing because who is sex? I'm laughing because Jolene threw something at Graham. Um, that was really good timing, though. Um, it is transmitted by sex. So you need to pass it on to another person, and they in turn need to pass it on to someone else because if they get killed by it, it comes back after you. So there's a great scene where uh, it breaks, not <laughs> but it <laughs> follows, it breaks into the house, and it looks like, uh, looks like a woman. They all run upstairs and lock themselves in the bedroom. There's a knock at the door, door and it's their other friend, and they open the door. And the, as the friend's coming in, they literally found a dude who's like seven foot seven. He comes up from the shadows behind her, just fills the entire hallway, and disaster pieces, amazing soundtracks fills in. And I swear to God, I was with my sister, just like, ah, 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 <laughs> like, with not having any of it. She's like, what? Like, what are you on? Like, it's not even that bad. That movie was so unsettling, though. I, I love. I don't. Well, so another crazy. one of my biggest fears is like anyone listening at home that wants to cut off my hands and then stalk and follow me and watch me have at it because now you know what terrifies me. Um, Jolene. <laughs> um, I had another good one. Fuck. Need to take notes. <laughs> um, what was I thinking of? Oh, I was thinking of Halloween. The whole finale of Halloween. Yes, <laughs> the whole finale of Halloween. Um, when I first saw it, really got under my skin. From the moment she finds all of her friends dead to the very final shot, it's it's not. It doesn't have the same effect on me anymore as it once did. But there's something that uh, the internet reviewer, James Rolfe, uh, 
who most famously portrays the angry video game nerd when he was doing his review of the Halloween series. He su- oh he suggested something in his review that I usually do whenever I watch that movie. Uh, after the final shot of that movie. Uh, when it it's playing the theme music and it's cutting to different locations that they've been throughout the film and it's the sound of Michael's breathing fills the soundtrack. Uh, if you just look out your window at like the empty October street, it like and it's like you can swear you swear that he's still out there. So the whole finale of Halloween really gets under my skin, um, and I'm sure. And if I go back further, like uh, something that scared me when I was a kid, kind of going with Ghost of Mr. Chicken, was uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Because oh, nice. um, actually, it has uh, Lon Chaney Jr. as the Wolfman in it, and it has Bella Lugosi as uh, Dracula in it. Um, not like imitators or someone else. Uh, the only thing is, Glenn Strange plays the Frankenstein monster, but by that point, I think he was playing the Frankenstein monster. I think Boris Karloff had resigned a while ago. That movie freaked me out when I was a kid just because of the monster aspect, but otherwise it's a funny, goofy movie. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting something that I'll, like, when I'm laying in bed tonight, be like, ah, fuck, that would have been a good one to bring up. You're going to have nightmares about it later. It's a, yeah. It'll be fine. Always. Um, that's all I can think of for right now. Oh, uh, one last one before I before we move on to our final topic. And I know Graham doesn't like this movie, but uh, the Babadook, uh, the Babadook freaked me out. It's so good, it's so creepy. And again, it's a, a lot, uh, a lot of the more. While like there were some things that definitely made me jump in that movie, uh, the, when I rewatch it, the more unsettling aspects are the more subdued moments where the mother is going insane. Oh my god! That I no. think are really, really good and really creepy, but. Moving on to our final topic of the evening. Uh, I bring this up because I just carved my pumpkin for the October season. Oh, man, I haven't done mine yet. Um, I uh, I stole mine when I was drunk, so I had Good. to carve it to, to hide the evidence. Um, I just wanted to finish off and discuss some, some of the uh, our favorite things that we've carved into pumpkins throughout the years. Graham, for a change of pace, I'll start with you. Uh, nothing. I don't carve pumpkins. You've never carved a pumpkin? Okay, I've carved a pumpkin. I don't remember what I have carved it into besides just like a typical like pumpkin. I don't know. I, I, I don't do any wacky designs. I always kept the traditional. I know. I'm a boring. This is why I'm a boring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I wasn't going to say anything, I just, but I'm glad you... <laughs> I encompass... I am boring. Boring. That's that's So I am that. Um. Yeah, she just threw something at me again. Yeah, I don't have anything. <laughs> and I'm not going to pretend like I've I've ever made anything interesting out of a, a pumpkin. I just... I, I, I show up, and I do the job, and I move on. That's that's how I approach pumpkin. Climbing. All right, Jolene. <laughs> What are your favorite pumpkins that you There's carved? no meaning to life. <laughs> Thank you, Graham. <laughs> Better existence. Thank you, Graham. Um, uh, for a lot of years, I was doing like three-sided pumpkins. So I would do like a happy face on one side and then a sad face and then like an angry face. Um, but last year, I think was like my favorite one because I got a pumpkin that was like half squished. So 
this is kind of offensive, so I'm sorry, listeners who have suffered a stroke, but I kind of made it look like a stroke victim. <laughs> so it was like... Intentionally? Yes. Okay. Yes, I did. So All of like our listeners kind of, that have had a stroke. I know a few people who have had a stroke, so I don't want to be that person. Oh, my God. So I'm sorry. I didn't... I I'm think not, that's... I think it's... If you're... offensive, but it, it was, hopefully. you know... One side was slightly droopy, so I, I played oh, into it. Oh my god, that's that tickled me pink. I'm so sorry. That's awesome. I'll post a picture later and hopefully tag the our into it. our viewers at this point. If our viewers are being offended by our content, then they need to stop listening because we're not going to dial it back. I feel like yeah, not at this point. I mean, we don't go out of our way to hurt people, but we're also we love all of our listeners. But we. <laughs> <laughs> Not our stroke victims. <laughs> oh, no. No, I, I love them, too. All oh, right. God, I'm sorry. Anyway, Matt, any any particular? Yeah, there's a couple. Okay. Um, one of um, I actually, last year, I, uh, I carved specifically the pumpkin that's in the opening credits for the original Halloween. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not laughing because Jolene is apologizing for the three times she's thrown something at Graham. Um, but my favorite pumpkin I ever carved was back in grade school sometime. Before I even watched horror movies, I just knew I wanted to watch horror movies. Um, I carved a hockey mask into uh-huh. a pumpkin. Nice. And I, I spent like all afternoon doing it. It turned out pretty good. Like I was proud of it because you could actually tell what it was like i was afraid it was going to be a nightmare but you could actually tell what it was so i was i was pretty proud of it um before we go we're going to wrap the show how we're going to wrap the show all throughout october by telling the viewers a movie that they should watch this halloween season Jolynn didn't put this in her notes. I didn't. Yeah, 100% bet Graham didn't think Fuck of anything either me. so i'll go first for once I'm going to recommend two to give our esteemed guests, guests, co-hosts, and best friends. Yeah, (laughs) this is what happens when you go first, you (laughs) fucking scumbag. I'm going to recommend two to give them more time to think of one. First one, JoLynn showed me last week, Frankenhooker. Yes! Frankenhooker was so much fucking fun. Uh, oh, yeah, this director yeah. also directed Basket Case Fuck and yeah, Brain Damage, so he's kind of famous for making like bad taste k- horror comedies. Hell yeah! Frankenhooker so is exactly what you expected to be a mad scientist uh, fiance is murdered in a horrible lawnmower accident, <laughs> and uh, he basically he finds a lot of prostitutes via. Yeah, you know what? I'm not even going to spoil how he lures the prostitutes. <laughs> but that's he is, the best part. It is the best part. But he acquires a lot of different parts from a lot of different prostitutes to reanimate his girlfriend, and that's Frankenhooker. It's, and Bill Murray famously said, if you see one movie in theaters this year, it should be Frankenhooker. Hell yeah. Um, the other one I'm going to recommend is what I mentioned earlier, The House of the Devil, because uh, The House yeah. of the Devil is actually a super well-done movie. It's filmed on 16 millimeter, so that uh, adds another level of depth to the fact that it takes place in like 1982 or three. It was during a whole like cult scare of that era, where which is kind of the setup of that film about a girl who goes to house sit for this uh, off kilter wacky older couple, 
and uh, it goes downhill from there. Um, but it's a very suspenseful movie with an immensely uh, ludicrous, but in the best way imaginable, payoff that's super haunting and unsettling. Check it out. It's also got one thing leads to another by the fix in it, which if you have not heard, you fucking up and you can't listen to my Halloween playlist with me. So <laughs> what a threat. Or you can, if you, if you would be nice to me. <laughs> Jolyn, did you think of one? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll list two if that's okay. If y'all don't sure. Care. Uh, cause one is kind of like, I, I feel like a lot of listeners probably have seen this movie, but I'm not sure. Uh, so if you've seen Return of the Living Dead, you've probably seen this movie. If you haven't seen Return of the Living Dead, then you should. Um, but the movie that I was initially going to reference is Night of the Demons. Um, oh, I want to see that, too. Oh, God, it's so good. Um, it's so bonkers. It's set on Halloween. Um, super fun. Definitely a Halloween movie that you should see. Um, if you have already seen that movie, then I'm going to give you something else to see. Uh, it's this movie called Society. Uh, I want to see that too. Okay, good. I'm glad. All right. That movie looks looks wild. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's super weird because it's like, it starts out like just kind of like suspenseful and weird. And like this guy grows up in like a high size, high society family. And he kind of thinks that his family is like being incestuous. And so he's like, I'm really suspicious. But then it turns so much more bonkers than he would ever, ever think um and there's like a lot of body horror towards the end and it's just it's so fun and disgusting and the best ever so uh either night of the demons or if you've seen that then society graham mom and dad yes Yes! (laughs) that's all i need to say just look it up no further comment We've talked about it on the show. We yeah, fucking we, love. I know. We fucking love mom and dad. It's great. It was yes. a fun time. <laughs> yeah, really bonkers. Yeah, Graham. Graham called out of his room the other day. He's like, Matt, have you seen Mom and Dad? I was like, Yeah, it's fucking wild. I love it. He's like, All right, I'll watch it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so I was good. looking for something new. For whatever reason, I just couldn't get behind any of the Hulu or Netflix choices. That one's so fucking that, good. That, that was the one that stood out the most, and boy. That was worth it. So, right? Mom and Dad, that's my recommendation. Ooh, yeah. And Sinister and Hostel. And, uh, yes. <laughs> I also recommend Sinister to everybody all the time. I love that movie. All right. All right. Well, well, that's a wrap, my tender lumplings. Jolyn, oh, thank you as always for being on the show. My pleasure. Graham, I'm sorry I threw so many things at you. That's yeah, all right. Graham. I probably deserved it. <laughs> Graham, thank you as always. Always a pleasure. Uh, that's a wrap on the third episode for the weekly editions of Monsters of Midnight. Uh, <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go butt chug some pumpkin seeds. <laughs> Have a groovy evening. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right. Save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.
Hi, Fashion Hotline. Hi, this Easter, I'm on the hunt. For eggs? For new styles my family can wear to brunch. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now, get a huge 50% off your entire purchase in-store. Everything you need, like dresses, polos, and shorts, is 50% off. 50% off? You must be hiding something. Dresses start at just $12 for women, $10 for girls. But Easter's just three days away. Then hop to it. It's in-stores only. Don't tell the Easter Bunny. Hurry in for 50% off your entire purchase in-stores only. Now at Old Navy. Valid 14 to 420. In-stores only. Excludes in-store clearance. Gift cards. Register lane items. Jewelry today only and today only deals.